Hi, everybody. It's your husband host, Travis McRoy. What you're about to hear is a panel that we recorded at Emerald City Comic Con this year. Uh, it was Teresa and I, and our guest was my dad, Clint McRoy. And I think it turned out to be a very lovely conversation about a bunch of different topics, uh, including like fandom and collecting and all kinds of different things. Uh, ranging in topics specific to Comic-Cons, but also just general topics uh, that I wanted to talk to my dad about. So um, if you want to listen to that, all you got to do is keep listening, my friends. Uh, but real quick, before we get into that episode, and I mentioned this at the end of the panel too, but I wanted to remind you that tomorrow night... Candle Nights is going live. Um, it's pre-recorded this year, just like last year. Uh, live, pre-recorded, virtual event, if that makes any sense, because it's going to go live at the same time and everyone's going to watch it. You get it. And it's going to benefit Harmony House in Huntington, West Virginia. And you can get tickets for that at bit.ly slash Candle Nights 2021. That's Candle Nights 2021. Tickets are on sale for just $5 with the option to give more if you want to help out Harmony House. Uh, and that goes live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, December 18th. And the video on demand will be available through January 2nd. It's got segments from basically every macro show I can think of, including Schmanners, of course. Uh, we've got some wonderful uh, some wonderful guests, all kinds of stuff. So make sure you go to bit.ly slash Candle Nights 2021. It's 2021 and get your tickets now. Okay, enjoy the panel. No, a, sh a Schmanners panel, or a Schmanel, if you will. Hello, Internet, and uh, ECCCCC. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to and watching Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dad. Hello, dear. And also, hello, my dad. Uh, hello. <laughs> Why am I here? Uh, oh, you are you are our guest. Our very special guest. Oh, all right, fine. Uh, we also want to say a, a big thank you to Julie and Alex Abene, uh, who uh, did Teresa's hair and makeup. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you're here, so you can see it. <laughs> uh, and a big thanks to Shades Creek for letting me know what kind of sweater to buy. Um, so, uh, so for this, we, we, I was thinking about it, and I think rather than trying to cover like one big topic, uh, there are many, many topics which um, I'm very excited to talk to Dad about because the, a lot of these like questions and topics that I, I have uh, ginned up here are things that he and I have talked about a little bit just over the years as, as these things arise. And I think having it uh, uh, on record will be very fun. Uh, so first and foremost... We'd like to swear you in. You're under oath. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but, but first and foremost, I want to... Uh, so a lot of the topics we're going to talk about today have to do with, uh, you know, like fandom and, uh, you know, nerd culture as it is. But the thing about you're it... you're the OG nerd, of course. Yeah, right? So you're... you're. I uh, put the N in nerd. <laughs> what does that right. mean? It's not I important. Don't know. So I'm just lucky there is an N in nerd. Yeah, thank you for checking. Uh, so you you are, and I hope I'm not telling you out of school, what, 65 years old? I'm 66 years old. Whoa, ooh la la. And so you've been around the block. You've been a nerd for a long time now. And this is... Sounds like a joke. Before it was cool. <laughs> so how did you first, like, what was your introduction into, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of culture? Um, we moved to Daytona Beach when I was six, and my dad bought me a Superman annual, a great big thick. This would have been, let's see, I was 61. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, I thought you were saying you were 61 no, in, years old when this happened. I was 61 when my dad was so confused. <laughs> who passed away five years after that. Oh, no, no. Um, they um, and I just 
fell in love with comics, and comics really accelerated me as a reader, and I just kind of gravitated towards science fiction and, and fantasy, and um, I had a huge collection of, of comics right, I started collecting comics when the Marvel breakthroughs, like, uh, you know, Amazing Spider-Man and Astonishing Tales and X-Men, Avengers, I picked up all, I had the first issues of all of those. And then what happened? Well, hold on. I want to ask, um, what was the kind of like, like nerd stereotype? Oh, and did question. you feel like you fit that mold? You didn't fit that mold. You wanted to be in that mold, but you didn't want to be. Because you were mold? kind of a jock, right, Dan? <laughs> kind of a cool guy, a greaser, if you well, will. Well, no, Travis. Uh, no, I, I. I tell you what. In, in, until Happy Days came out, I'd never heard the word nerd before. And I pretty much kept it myself. And we traveled a lot, as mm -hmm. you know, when, when we moved a lot when I was a kid. Uh, Nothing you know. nefarious, just his well, mother's not a that travel I had agent. Done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I just kind of gravitated towards other people who uh, collected the same kind of things that, you know, we were so excited when the Adam West Batman TV show started. Um, and I hate to break it to you, and we're so disappointed when we did see it. Aww. Because that, maybe that answers your question. Because okay. that was kind of a definition of a nerd. Because even at the age of nine, I was going, no! That's not, Batman's not funny. He doesn't have a pot belly. So, Batman's yeah. very funny, by the way. You guys just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it was kind of the, the I didn't know I was odd, you know. Until I got to high school, and then I found out it was odd. So. Now, I, I do want to follow up, because I know the answer to this. But all of those, like, early uh, comic books that you collected, the first copies of stuff that are now probably worth, what, uh, tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. What right. happened to them, Clint? We went on a vacation, and uh, a friend of my mom's stayed in the house. She was going through a rough time with, with her marriage, so she stayed in the house, and to pay for staying uh, in our house, she cleaned it. She cleaned it top to bottom mm -hmm. and found these old comic books underneath my bed and threw them all away. Threw them away, and it still hurts. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you've been collecting since then. You've yeah. Like... I had to rebuild, but there was no way to. Yeah, comic <laughs> Bandaging books. your trauma with more That's and it. more comics. Added that. Um, yeah, back then, I mean, I bought all my comic books at a drugstore. So I had a couple of buddies that, and we, you know, swapped comic books because that's something else you did. You, hey, have you read this? And then you would, you know, read that. And, um, and it's the same guys that I've, I got called by my stepfather for playing with dolls because I had Captain Action doll um, action figures um, and these things they called Major Matt Mason, which is like a Gumby, but it was astronauts. And so kind of had to play with them, you know, beyond his purview, my stepfather. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, you know, there was no geek culture i mean that i, I except i was i mean it. it was always there it, yeah. it, it had there have always been people who enjoy things and it's just been the you know the the rest of the oppression kind of pushed on them to be like no this is not allowed you're I, not allowed to like this thing yeah right. i think i think it's really easy I'm, I don't know, maybe it is. I'm old now, too. I'm, I'm 38. Oh, yeah. But I think it's easy to take for granted because we have had, you know, the Internet in some form for about two decades now, more. Um, and I've had it for two years. Okay. And so I think that there are people now that are, like, full-grown full adults who have always had a place to, like, talk to other people, even if they didn't know anyone, like, even in their town who liked that thing, right? It's so easy to find places online and, you know, be it social media or forums or whatever to talk about the thing that you liked. Um, but I remember a time 
uh, when I was in high school, so not even that long ago, all things considered, where the idea of liking video games was still like something you didn't want people to know about you because they would like pick on you and make fun of you. And like my friends and I like having quiet conversations about like the Sims that we were playing at that point. And I'm like, we don't want anyone to know. To now there's like people whose like entire Twitter feeds are just like that. Or right, there's websites where you just go to compare. There's, you know, Reddit, there's the Tumblr where it's just like whatever niche or seemingly niche thing that you like there's a place to go and talk about it and not feel weird. I remember the first time in high school when people started talking about, I think it was Madden football, and it was like the cool kids talking about like playing video games. And I was like, wait, what? We can just talk about this now? Okay, cool. So if you guys play GoldenEye, because they were rules. Um, and it's, it's, in many ways, I think it's wonderful, right, to have these places to talk about things. But I think that there is also then, I mean, the, the bad side of that is like that you do have a lot of these old guard people doing the gatekeeping thing, which is like one of, I think the worst parts of fandom is that idea of like, well, I've loved this thing way longer than you. And I used to love it back when it wasn't okay to love it. So I love it more than it's so gross. Or the other offshoot of that is, well, then I'm not going to like it anymore. Yeah. Because oh. too many people like it that don't fall into that. Don't say, well, that's popular now. I'm not going to watch it or read it or consume it anymore. If you love it, you love it. Um, well, that's interesting because that brought me to another thing I wanted to talk about. Cause like, there's a lot of like reboots of stuff and remakes of stuff where it is going for, my opinion of it is that it's like, well, okay, well, we already have this one kind of done and covered. So what if we made this, but with a different focus towards like a different demographic, a well, different style. Well, and I also style. think that there's this kind of wave of nostalgia right. that we are all kind of riding at the moment um, because life is really hard right now. Oh yeah. I don't know if you know this. Um, but and that kind of that kind of comfort that the familiar that you know really brings to us in in times like these, I think is is great. We feel it, we love it. But also, like the media has decided, this is the way that you should consume this now. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, what did I? I just saw like a Facebook ad or something for like Jennifer Aniston is doing a live remake of like. Is it all in the family or? She's playing, no, she's playing Blair in um, Facts of Life. Facts, Facts of, of Life. Life. Doing a live version of Facts of Life with Jennifer Aniston as, as Blair. That's awesome. But like, I, I, how do you. And Vin Diesel as everybody else. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel like seeing these reboots and remakes and, you know, big new versions of things? That, like, you saw the original, you saw how they were received then, you've been part of the conversation about them for a long time now. Like, Star Trek is a, a great example, right, where, you know, now not only do you have the reboot movies, but then you also have Below Decks, and you have Discovery, and you have, like, so many... And the Picard stuff. And the Picard's up, like, you have so many Star Trek, like, properties running today. Like, how do you feel when you see a different version of those things? My take on it is very similar to kind of an offshoot of what we were talking about a few minutes ago. And sorry, there's going to be a lot of age talk here. Oh boy. When, when I was growing, when I was growing up, there were no superhero movies. I mean, in this, in the, the only superhero movie was the movie they made with Adam West and Burt Ward, uh -huh. the Batman movie, which, you know, it, don't that get me have wrong. The I watched it, but that was all we had. Yeah. Well, because there was a different ideal of what a what a movie star is, what um, you know, what movies are supposed to have. I mean, Cary Grant and, and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that there was uh, there was definitely like spaghetti westerns in the '60s and things like that. So it feels almost like even though you you hadn't really found superheroes there were still like oh, this yeah. kind of like like box that they wanted to put everybody in you know right and and so i think that having that in my back pocket it's the one thing that kind of amazes me now is uh how hard people are on movies that come out now that i would have loved to have seen 
And, and so you can ask Travis, and Teresa probably knows too, I'm a way too easy critic. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, if we see a movie together, Travis will point out the flaws. I'm going, I'm just happy to have it. <laughs> it's just so cool to have it. I'll never forget, we were, um, Justin and I were taking a, a cab into Seattle. Oh, right, yeah. And as we're driving through Seattle, out of nowhere, oh, we passed a, uh, uh, a billboard, and Justin said, it amazes me. I think it was for Arrow. Yeah, yeah, it was for Arrow. And he said, it amazes me that there's a TV series about Green Arrow, and I've never watched it. Yeah. And, and I said, I've seen every episode. Um, <laughs> but I think you got to judge everything on its own merit. And, and don't, you know, please don't, well, I'm going to say this anyway. The people that just eviscerated um, the, the Star Wars sequels and um i read the the uh um uh, george r. r martin books when they first came out and you know the people who took took possession of his creation which and the tv producers creation that they took possession of it and were so mad at the final episode because it didn't do what they wanted it to do and that just, that mindset amazed me. I mean, you may have been disappointed in it, and that's that's fine. I mean, that's that's what having an opinion is all about. Um, that, that is something that I also wanted to talk about, because that's a thing that we, one, just like as a family, but also just like as creators and consumers of media have talked a lot about, about like, the, it's so... And, this is another, I think, side of like the having the so many opportunities to like talk about media that you love in more than we ever have before is like the downside of that is like it can be really hard to manage your own opinions. I get into this all the time, right? Where there are things that I love or things that I didn't like. You talked about like when I see a movie or a TV show or anything. I am a person who analyzes stuff, right? It's just what I do. It's hard for me. Even if I walk out of a movie, I'm like, that was great. I loved it. Like, as time passes, I mean, like, yeah, there were, I mean, like, there was, like, there was some stuff I, I think I would have done different. Well, I mean, like, the, so, like, here's the, and it, like, goes <laughs> into both, like, stuff I didn't like, but also, like, I will develop deep theory. Like, ask Teresa, I have deep fan theories about Ted Lasso that, like, I'll be like, here's what I think they were doing with this thing. And, like, Succession, like, I will tell Justin, like, I put the, I put the pieces together. And, like, that's just what you do, right? And then having the kind of like buffer zone in my own brain to remember that I think about it differently from someone else and that is okay is so hard for me sometimes, right? Where like it, it, the number of times that I see someone tweet about something or post about something anywhere and my impulse is to jump in and say like, well, no, and like say like, don't. That's their feeling on it. They did not ask me to. They did not want a comment. They just said they liked the thing or they didn't like the thing. I want to put that on a t-shirt. I know. <laughs> but like that kind of thing of like, I think we've gotten so used to everything being a discourse and being a conversation and having like so low a threshold to share your opinions about things that sometimes it's hard to think like, but do I need to? <laughs> and like, that's a thing that like, I will say now at 38, that's so much different from 28, is the more of catching myself and going, it's okay for me to just like this thing without inviting people to tell me why, why I'm wrong, right? Of just like quietly like Or telling other people that they're wrong. Right, but I mean, that's the thing is like, man, when I was 28, if I liked the thing, I immediately tweeted about how good it was, right? Because it's like, here's a place to share my opinion, Here's a place where I can talk about the things I love without being afraid of like being called a nerd or whatever. And I'm so excited to talk about the things I love that I would immediately share it. And then people would like start to either agree with me or eviscerate it or whatever. And now at 30, I'm like, you know what? I can just quietly like the things I like. And it's not because I'm ashamed of it. It's not because I'm afraid of it. It's because it's okay for that to be just for me in that moment. Oh, if you want to clap for that you can clap for that um <laughs> 
Hey, everybody, it's your husband, host Travis, again. What if getting your favorite groceries put time back into your week instead of taking it away? With the weather getting colder outside, stay cozy inside and let Imperfect Foods deliver you intentionally sourced groceries with just a few clicks. Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste. Visit imperfectfoods.com to see if they deliver in your area. And once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly grocery order with fresh seasonal produce, pantry stables, and yummy snacks. Plus, say goodbye to packaging guilt. Imperfect Foods is the only national grocery delivery company that makes it easy to return your packaging after every order. Right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code SCHMANNERS. Again, 20% off your first four orders, that's up to an $80 value, at imperfectfoods.com. Offer code when you use promo code SCHMANNERS. imperfectfoods.com and use SCHMANNERS. Now, speaking of food, has mealtime turned into Groundhog Day in your house? Well, luckily... There's fresh and ready meal delivery from Sunbasket. It's restaurant-quality food packaged up, delivered to your home, and ready to heat and eat. Fresh and ready meals arrive fresh and fully prepared by award-winning chefs. Their chefs are award-winning. And when I say award-winning, we're talking Michelin Star and James Beard Awards. This is the real deal. And they work hand-in-hand with dietitians, so the whole menu is dialed, delicious, and good for you. I... Love meal delivery services. We've been using Sunbasket for a long time. It's so wonderful to not have to worry about what we're going to do for dinner, especially now, you know, the holidays get busy. We got two kids. We can't always spend time, you know, figuring out what we're going to make. And that's why it's so wonderful to have these heat and eat meals. And Sunbasket is offering $90 off for your first four deliveries, including free shipping on the first box, when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash schmanners and enter promo code schmanners at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash schmanners and enter promo code schmanners at checkout for $90 off your first four deliveries and free shipping on your first box. Sunbasket.com slash Schmanners and enter promo code Schmanners. I also want to tell you about a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. It's called You Might Be Wondering How We Got Here, and it's on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. It's a fully sound designed actual play TTRPG podcast. That's a tabletop role-playing game, in case you're wondering. Our current campaign is SWAT, the Society of the Weird and Terrifying. It's a D&D podcast set in the modern day. For those who want to hop right into the action of Season 2, you can listen to Season 2, Episode 0, Context, to get all the information you need for the new season. Also, if you share the show using the hashtag YMBW or rate five stars on iTunes, they'll name a character after you on the show. So make sure you check out You Might Be Wondering How We Got Here and enjoy. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? Question mark? Uh-oh. Aspects of gentrification? We get into that, too. Every single Thursday, you can check us out at MaximumFun.org. Listen, you know you want it, honey, so come on and get it. <laughs> Period. And I think that as a straight white male, um, you have a little bit of... of um, and I think that as a straight white male... Um, you have a little bit of, of, um, of this kind of target on you to be like, thank you for acknowledging how hard it is for me to be like, you have to know, you know, all the things about the things and you're an authority and you do that and all that kind of stuff. I also think that's because I'm like a creator who's like in the media and stuff. And so, uh, but I barely pay attention to anything Mm. and like I don't do research into anything because I um you know I'm a woman I present myself as a woman all that stuff I have like a different uh, there's a different coin where the emotion that I share is allowed to be different 
Um, like, I still haven't seen Civil War, Captain America Civil War, because I don't want to watch my friends fight, right? Yeah. So I don't, I can enjoy Marvel and I can still say to people like, mm, that one's not for me, it's too emotional, it's too hard, it's all the kind of stuff. And I have a pass with that. I'm allowed to do that. Um, do you do you feel that like one of the things, what are your allowances being kind of um, on like, as far as like the youth culture and, and things like that with nerddoms or, or whatever it is? I am so uninformed. I was I was walking the the floor with a couple of folks, Harley and some other folks yesterday, and we went through the artist portion and I said, I don't know what any of these franchises are. You know, take you me back to the the uh the, the supercar fireball XL5 uh, <laughs> Stingray section. Do you feel that there is any kind of pressure on you as like a self-identified I love Marvel type thing? Uh, is there pressure on you to, to go down every alley? Or I, is it like, do you think that people are like, oh, well, he knows enough. It's fine. Well, when somebody asks my opinion, I've been on uh, Marvel by the Month, the podcast, great podcast. Uh, where they go through a year and they go, uh, first they go through, through a month and dissect all the comics that Marvel came out with in that particular time. And, you know, my wheelhouse was, is pretty good for things like that. Um, even though I play them a lot, I have no concept of what the new video games are. I stay pretty up on TV because you're looking at a man who for... <laughs> <laughs> 40 years has purchased TV Guide and highlighted in it what he wanted to watch or record. I didn't know that wasn't normal, by the way, until I was old. And then I was like, well, you know how you have TV Guide and you go through and you mark what you're going to want. What? <laughs> or to record on my fabulous Betamax machine. My dad had uh, several, like, um, uh, shelves of VHS tapes where he had recorded things off of TV and then cataloged them uh, with a numbering system and a file card system that you could go through and identify, like, what tape each thing was on by like flipping through the note cards. Once again, didn't know that was weird until Listen, I was over. No, 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 it's not weird. You didn't know that that wasn't a shared experience. Sure, yeah, even I think it was weird. <laughs> 1,700 videotapes. It's also worth noting, we never went back and watched it. I think the only ones we ever watched off of that was Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. And it was like, those are the only ones that we like routinely would go back to. But otherwise it was just like, whatever brand like the equivalent of like when you go to like uh, i don't know any kind of bookstore and they have that bin of like here's the dollar movies and it's like gorefield or something and you're like i'll watch that and it's like that is like dad would just be like this is probably something someday that i want to watch in 20 years but and there, are, there are lots of things like that if you are an avid baker for example oh i don't have this size bowl that is i don't have this okay width. i'm in this picture and i don't like it well but what i'm saying is is, what I'm saying is, this it's it sometimes for the the VHSs. It's just enough to have it. It's just enough, yeah. and you don't have to go back and watch it. And um, you know, I know people that have you know 50 coffee mugs or whatever. They don't use every single this coffee. This is targeted. Mug. Why are you saying this? No, me? that's not in front true. of our friends. You are. <laughs> This is how you do me? But you have the few that you enjoy using. Yes, and then I have the shelf of ones that I'm not willing to get rid of, but I definitely don't use. Um, but speaking of, that's another thing I wanted to talk about because we have seen, just in especially the last decade, but even just the last five years, a lot of media move to like more digital and downloadable stuff, right? And like, for example, I, I've started reading comics like on apps on like my phone and, and you know, iPad and stuff. And That's you, how I read all the Avatar comics. Right, and you are very much a collector, and you you have been as long as I've known you. Um, how do you feel about like the the culture shifting to you know not having not buying DVDs when they come out and like downloading video games right to your computer and your your uh, console? Um, I have also purchased a number of DVDs and Blu-rays and and stuff like that. Um, 
Well, technology drives so much. I mean, let's face it. Um, it's technology drives so much of our behavior. And I, I, I'll tell you this way. I have in my hotel room, please don't break in and steal it. Uh, yeah. We've gone through that recently. Just went yeah. through that, yeah. I, uh, Not his hotel room, no, no, but a storage unit. No, storage unit in his hometown, yeah. Well, we don't... We caught him, though. Don't worry. Um, and most of the comics specifically have been recovered. Right, yeah. Yay. I, I missed the preliminary the hearing because I wanted to be here with you people. <laughs> um, but I have a, an iPad over there that has a ton of books on it. And when I go to bed, I always read before I fall asleep. And uh, so you can tell they're really compelling books that I have on there. But... But I still prefer the tactile uh, reading of a book, and 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 I have a lot of comics on uh, on on the iPad too, including um, the Adventure Zone graphic novel series. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's available on Amazon. Um, but there's just something about holding a... This really makes me sound like an old man. There's something about the experience of holding a book in your hands and turning the pages, feeling the paper, the smell of a bookstore still. If somebody would bottle that in a cologne... I'm sure there is. Have. Trademark, trademark, yeah. trademark, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's out there. Um, I would wear it. Um, but I, I think that it's possible to still embrace... You know, both of those embrace the new, the, the, the digital, the technical, and still enjoy. I mean, um, I just started buying vinyl albums again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I have to agree, I do think there's a difference in the sound, but that doesn't mean I'm going to delete the thousands of Manhattan transfer songs that I have <laughs> on, on my Zune. No, I don't still have a Zune. Um, I think I think you can enjoy both, and I think that's a way to stay open-minded is, is to experience things. I'll be honest; my best resource on what's cool and and well, what's popular um, and and cool are my family. I mean, Teresa, Travis, everybody will say, "Have you tried this? Have you watched this show? Have you you know enjoyed this? Have you ever sampled this?" And nine times out of ten, Carol and I love watching it or, you know, reading it or whatever. So I get so many of my recommendations from them about, especially in video games. Yeah, that's kind of sad because we're very old, too. And so you're like, yeah, the cool young people I know, like 38-year-old Travis Matt. Well, when I say my family, I mean Charlie and yeah, Cooper and BB. Cool BB, Dottie gave me a great recommendation on the new Halo. Okay, now I, I do, I do want to ask that this is another thing. I think that this is... A, a good schmannerly topic to cover, which is like, so, you know, we have kids now, five-year-olds and two-year-olds, and there's a lot of, like, whatever new generation of McElroy. Um, and so I've been thinking about this a lot lately of, like, introducing BB and Dot to these, like, uh, properties and media and stuff that I love very much and, like, the proper approach to that because I don't want it to be, like, shoving it down their throats to a point where they don't like it, but I also, like, want them to know about these things, and I want to be able to share those things with them. And so, you know, you you did a very good job of kind of getting us interested in things that you grew up loving as well. Like, do you have any advice on, like, the right way to kind of handle that introduction? Yeah, when you were little, and my opinion still meant something to you, uh... <laughs> It always means something, just in a different way. Yeah. Um, I think one of the keys to, to doing that is to find the things that your child already enjoys mm -hmm. uh, and then saying, oh, you might like this. Um, that's kind of the way that, that we worked. And even back then, even when you guys were growing up, there was a lot of cross-pollination because comic books led to animated series. And, you know, if there was a comic book character that you liked, um, there I can remember when uh, Mar Marvel tried an experiment, gosh, 30 years ago, called the Star Line. And it was basically their take on the comic books for kids. And they created these characters. Like step into reading level one types? Well, they were... 
visually they were presented as like a Richie Rich, but you know, it was a, a space hero. Okay. Uh, or, you know, but it was, it was a, it was a bold try by Marvel. Um, but I would get you guys some of those. And, yeah. you know, one of the ways that it worked was, again, nobody had hand screens of any kind. Any vacation we would drive to, we would take a stack of comic books and you guys would, would read comic books. And I would try to get things, depending on, you know, your age level and your reading level, because you all three took to reading really quickly. We're nerds. Um, yeah, I get it. Um, but, I mean, you've experienced that. BB has become quite a reader. She well, likes reading. She cannot quite read. But she yet. likes looking at them. She likes looking at them. We just have to find a comic that marries uh, unicorns with dinosaurs. Well, somewhere along the somewhere. way, and I'm still not 100% <laughs> sure, she got really interested in Captain Marvel. And, like, it's not from the movie, but I think it was just from seeing toys of Captain Marvel from the movie. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about, like, the toyetic kind of uh, way that a lot of these, um, like, fandoms are are centered in. Because I imagine it was helpful, like, when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hit, just as, like, we were of the right age to do it. And, like, for Griffin, like, it was Pokemon. that There were all of these things that were age-appropriate at the time, big cultural things that ended up being stepping stones into the much broader kind of like idea of, of nerd culture and geek culture, right? Because remember that, uh, that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle van with the pizza launcher? Yeah. I had this awesome. amazing sewer place that was incredible. <laughs> I love that thing so much. And One I- Christmas Eve, I had to assemble a GI Joe aircraft carrier. Yeah. A castle Grayskull. Uh-huh. And an Ewok village. Yeah. And But that, you had Santa Claus's help. No, I had my brother Mark's help, so it took oh, seven hours. Yeah. Uh so yeah, toys is a huge factor. Um this has nothing to do with that, but I have to tell this story. I was on the air doing a morning show by myself on a Saturday morning, and I was eating ice. Because I was trying to lose some weight. So I was eating ice and I, on the air, which is very professional, eating ice while you're actually live on the air. It was a different time. It was. I shattered a tooth. Which is why you shouldn't eat ice. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of reasons. I didn't just break it. I mean, shattered. And I spent the rest of the show talking like this. And I had no dentist at the time because I am terrified of dentists, bad parenting. Well, Travis, you're probably pretty well done with my parenting advice. I went on the air and said, if there are any dentists who have an office open today, can I come? So this guy named William Brown called me and said, yeah, come on out. I'm at, I'm at the mall, so you know it's a quality dentist there. Right next to the arcade. Well, and right next to a big toy store. So I go in there, and he said, have you ever had the gas? And I said, the gas? He said, yeah, nitrous oxide. You put a mask on. And then you go 100 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I said, do I still get painkillers? He said, yeah. He said, it just takes the edge off. So he put that mask on, and I was... (sighs) I was loving. I was like... a different time. It was... And so by the time I got done getting my tooth filled, not only was I feeling no pain, but I was so happy. So I went to a toy store that was right next to the dentist's office and bought a bag full of, what's the plural of He-Man? He-Mans? He-Mans. He-Man. Masters, <laughs> Masters of the Universe toys and GI Joes. Um, and it's a good day for us. Um, <laughs> our stoned dad was a real stoned dad. dad went home and said, "Let that be a lesson, hey. you parents. Get real stoned." Hey, kids, <laughs> daddy's home with toys. And you let them swim in them. I yes. let they jumped in really like Scrooge McDuck in there, yeah, <laughs> um, and got such. Baleful looks from Leslie, their mother, yep. and but I, those toys, I still have those toys. So, because um, you I guys th- didn't want them, I think about but no, not then. Then we wanted them, 
But then I grew up and became a man, and I put away such childish. No, that's not true. No, you um, just used your own money to buy your own toys. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I think about all the time, by the way, how very vicious and violent we were playing with G.I. Joe's and how many of them we broke, just like twisting them to the rubber band broke, or like they went on paratrooper missions and like broke. And like we had cube full of the things that now would probably work each one would be worth like 150 dollars each that we just like destroyed because toys are meant to be played with i mean sure but if i could travel back in time i'd steal them from little travis <laughs> do you remember the easter where we gave you guys gi joe toys and you left them in your baskets overnight and a lot of the chocolate melted oh yeah in and the Nessie basket. ate them and then you're Precious, precious Scottish Terrier Nessie got really sick. Yep. And we took her to get x-rayed, and it was like a horror movie. There were body parts and heads. The green cellophane The weirdest grass. part about it is, after the vet removed them, because they had to surgically remove them from her intestines, he held up a large pill bottle of basically torsos and hips and said, do you want to keep them? <laughs> no! What do we have to do? Glue it back together? It was in my dog's guts. And she recovered. She was fine. She is a great dog, too. Um, So, especially since my beautiful wife is here. But uh, you also have a beautiful wife. And uh, you are uh, a nerd, like myself. And Teresa is in her own right as well. But I wanted to talk about, like, best practices, good schmanners for introducing not only your kids, but also, like, a partner or a friend or partner's to a thing that you love, right? Because this is a thing that I am notoriously bad at, that if there's like a movie that I love very much, I've gotten better. But a movie- Bad in the way of, it's probably not the best way, but it works really well. Well, so you're talking about the way that I've developed <laughs> that is a good manner, but for a while, like, uh, especially my favorite movies that are comedies, someone would be watching it and I would be like, hey, wait, shut up, shut up, there's a good part, watch this, you've gotta watch it, shut up! And, like, that is the worst way to enjoy anything. Like, they're going to be like, you're right. That was great. No. Like, I, but the idea of, like, someone talking over one of my favorite jokes made me so mad. So the way that I developed was to just put it on while she was doing something else in the room. So I could watch her be like, and then I got her, right? And then she's in. Teresa, what is the ratio of how often now? No, I was thinking of ratio and Teresa. No, (laughs) Teresa, what's the ratio of how many times that works? It works almost every time. Wow. Um, he has he has great taste, and I I picked her, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) I like what I like, and sometimes it's hard for me to learn to like other things. Um. And so well, I'm trying to think specifically some examples. You did that with uh, the Lucifer series. Yes, correct. Um, where just put it on, which also I think was a great choice for this because I love theater and musical theater and such. And to have that kind of like piano playing jazz singer yeah. thing that they do for him a couple times throughout every season. Um, I think that's how uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV show was one yeah. too, where I was like, I really, and it also helps though. Another important factor of this, and I don't know if you've run into this with Carol, is like at this point, Teresa and I've been together twelve years, right? And like I pay it. Ugh, this sounds like a brag, but it's not. Like I pay attention to the things that you like and don't because like I want to be successful in the sharing. It's the same thing with BB. Like I like to. There's once again sounds terrible. I solve people (laughs) oh god this is a very common thing that's why sometimes it's important when i talk to you about something i let you know i just need you to listen right or i need you to help me problem solve there are there are lots of shared experience right part of don't feel bad thank you part of my neurodivergence is like finding the solution right what is i'm going to fix this i'm going to find the solution right so i pay attention to the shows and the movies and the things that work and don't work. And so, like, I don't... Finding that, once again, another, like, just because I like this thing doesn't mean it is inherently good, right? Like, that is a very difficult thing that I've had to learn over the years of, like, their taste is a thing, right? So, like, yes, there there are shows that I believe are just... And movies that I believe are just 
inherently great works that everyone should should enjoy. And then there are things where I've had to learn, like, no, they're like this caters to my interests, and this is not a thing that is universally beloved, and that's okay, right? This is a thing that I love, and so I also only tried to do that with things that, like, I honest to God think you will like, because I think one of the things as I've grown older and having a partner is getting okay with not everything being a shared experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because there are things where you want to, like, this makes me happy and I love it and I love you and you make me happy. So l- why don't we do these things together? And it's like, well, because they might not be compatible, you know? And like finding that thing of like, and then there are things that I go away and watch and you go away and watch, and then we come back together and we watch Boss Burgers over and over again. <laughs> yeah, Carol and I have been together just about the same amount of time as you have, and I have not cracked that formula yet. Um, I will. I'm, about a year ago, I sat down with a pad and paper, and you know how it'll recommend shows on all the different channels. I said, okay, Carol might watch that with me. Carol might watch that with me. But she is so unpredictable about what is going to strike her fancy. Um, I, I, I was watching, what's the new Tom Hanks? Finch. Finch, yeah. I'm so I don't know why I said it like that. Finch, that guy. Oh, don't get oh, started it. on Finch. But I'm thinking he still owes me twenty bucks. She, she loves Tom Hanks, um, you know, and oh, the robot's cute, and it looks really, you know, good. Because Carol's not against science fiction and fantasy; she, she'll watch some of it. So I She's said, not against it. I said, I said, honey, I think we'd really like that. And she looked up and she said. Is there a dog? And I said, yeah, it's his best friend. She said, no. Because she, she's worried the dog will get hurt. Because she doesn't want the dog to get hurt. Yeah, man. And any, we stopped watching. There's like whole websites, by the way, dedicated to that. That you can just like search, does the dog die? <laughs> and it'll tell you. And they're like, then no thanks. I need it because I was so looking forward to the Golden Compass. Yeah. I couldn't wait to watch the Golden Compass. I read all the books. Pass them along to you guys. Lynn was in it, and, and it just was right in my wheelhouse. And we're watching it, and Carol's going, oh, that's pretty, okay, that's good. And the first time one of the animals attacked the other animal, in CGI yes, animal attacked a CGI animal, she said, I'm out. Yep. And, and, and so then I had to sit in my lonely room watching it by myself. <laughs> How terrible. But... But Game to of have Thrones, a moment's peace. Game of Thrones, we watched together. It was one. I mean, we have some appointment viewing shows, and I said, "Look, you might be interested in this." Um, and she loved every minute of it until the dragon got shot with the, ar- the arrow that turned him bad, and then I had to like practically tie her to the chair to watch the rest of it, but she, but, but she did. So Practically, but not really. It's important no. to know. Please, please don't arrest my No, dad. no, it was duct tape. But this is, I mean, this is the thing. I, I'll never forget. So Teresa and I, uh, when we first, like early day, well, one, Teresa introduced me to Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. I never, like, I had never watched it, I'd never seen it, and she was like, what? And like, <laughs> it was, this was like early in our relationship, and it became a thing that like we bonded together really, really, because I was like, well, this is incredible. And then we also had the experience of going to see the movies in theaters and bonding over that in a much different way. Mm -hmm. Woo! Uh, And you know how I said some things are just universally good and some things are just universally bad. Um, Anyways. I love that movie. No, oh my not god. Avatar. No, The Last Airbender. The Anyways, last, not important. The Last Airbender. I That's remember um I had watched Parks and Rec and I was like, "Oh, Teresa's going to love this. This is right up her alley. She's going to love it." And we watched like the first 3 episodes and she was like, "This is way too awkward for me." And I was like, so "Okay." So we skipped the rest of season well, 1. Well, I had to come back to it cuz then like 6 months later I was like, "I figured it out. We're going to start episode one of season two. And then she loved it. Became like her favorite show, watched all of it, and then went back and watched season one. After, right. but like, because there was a big character reset. It doesn't matter anyway. But like um, then after that, it was like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Still can't get her to watch The Office though. That's fine. I get it. It's fine. Sorry. 
Sorry about that. But if I if I may, Glenn, yes. offer you some advice. Please, I'd love it. If you want Carol to start to um, warm up to the things you'd like to introduce to her, how about you ask her about the things that she wants to introduce to you? Oh, she, she does. Oh, she does. Well, here's what will happen. She'll be watching, uh, let me think of it. There's a, an Australian show called Offspring, and she loves it. And I'm like, oh, I'll let you watch your show. And then I'll walk by it. And the next thing I know, 45 minutes have gone by. Yeah, dude. Um, so, yeah, we have, she has her shows. I have my shows. But we have our shows. And, you know, I have found that she has turned me on to things that were really, really cool, that I, I really did love. She was the one that first suggested watching Ted Lasso. And I said, oh, okay, soccer. Uh, which is a fine sport if you like it. All right. I do not. And I think, by the way, I think that cultural exchange, for lack of a better term, when, you know, to jump back to, like, introducing your kids to stuff, there's stuff that BB has launched that, Bluey, as an example, where I'm just like, well, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, And this is silly. I mean, maybe not. We also loved the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Oh, yeah, very good. Thank you. But also, like, the like blind bag unboxing stuff. I love them. I love them so much. <laughs> and BB and I will just together. like. Well, BB and I are just like. Oh, what shocking is that? And it's just like I'm in it. It is hitting every dopamine ADHD trigger for me. And it's because it's like half ASMR and like half like ADD. Like it's fast and there's lots of bright colors and good crinkling sounds. And I'm in it. And this thing of like I'm I am. The, universally, I'm just not a snob when it comes to like TV or movies or anything. But no, Except you do not like to watch my pedicure videos. They're I, gross. I love they're to horrifying. watch those pedicure videos. You watch the dermatologist ones too. It's disgusting. Not, not as much do I watch those, but I love to see a good petty. But turn then you won't watch ugly feet into beautiful. But then you won't watch Supernatural because it's too scary. But you will watch horrifying pedicure videos. And botched surgery videos. That was a very brief stint in oh my my YouTube history. But I think, it, like, I think it is important to, and I think about this all the time now, where if there's a show BB likes, I try really hard to, like, watch it with her, right? Of just like, hey, listen, if it's going to be on, I'm in it, right? Like, if, if you're going to be into it and it's going to be on TV, I am going to be into it. Right, because that way, one, I'm not bored, and two... That's good parenting advice yeah. as well. And two, we can talk about it. And when she references a thing, Daniel Tiger is when like this really clicked for me of like the songs and lessons from Daniel Tiger. If, she, if that clicks with her and I can reference that, it helps with those moments and helps with those lessons, right? So instead of just like, okay, well, here's your thing and I'm going to watch my thing, and then we lose that chance for a reference point for each other of like it happens too with her well she'll sit and watch him play video games and then she's like play the one with the food monsters and it's oh I, now I can't remember it but it's the one where like you have to feed the different food bugs to the monsters and then like they grow different arms and legs and stuff and she loves it I'm like yeah alright and she'll she also for some reason really loves watching me play Assassin's Creed and like she will just sit and she's like get them Go get that guy. Light that on fire. And I have, to, and I keep saying to her, like, is this scary? Is this bad? And she's like, and I, because I explained it to her the first time we played, I was like, this is points of light. This is not something I would do in real life, but it is points of light and it's not real. And so now she'll watch it and I'm like, is this too much? She's like, they're made of light. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's keep going. And Maybe like, we should introduce her to, what's, what's the one that I really like with Elizabeth? Oh, yeah, Bioshock. Bioshock. That might be a little too real, politically speaking, for her. Right? Oh. It might raise some, like, why are they being mean specifically to that person questions. Okay. All right, that wait I don't on know that one. Okay, great. But we also agree with critical race theory. So, so, anyway. There are many moments, though, where it's just like that thing, but then also listening the other way, right? Of just, like, there are movies that I've loved, children's movies, completely age-appropriate, where it will hit a moment of uh, interpersonal strife. For some reason, violence, scary, dragons, monsters, nothing. Two friends having an issue with each other, and BB's like, skip it, I can't. That's me. I can't, I can't watch it. Please skip it. I can't. They're fighting. And I'm like, okay. 
And that my, is the piece of the puzzle that I contributed. Yes. And my first thought when that first happened was like, well, I need to make her experience of this to get her used to it and show her it's okay. And then one day I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I, how about I said, I just don't make her uncomfortable. She's five. If there's it's a okay. scene with two people fighting and they accidentally kill a dog, Carol will not watch no, that's that out. either. Mm-hmm. It so. is the opposite of my favorite thing in anything, which is watching two people become friends. And watching two friends stop being friends is like, BB's like, no, thank you. I can't. Even if it's like My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, it's like, honey, you know Pinkie Pie and Twilight Sparkle are going to work it out. And she's like, then skip to that. And I'm like, you got it. And it's just fast forward, fast forward. Okay, great. We're back. So speaking of, and we got a few more minutes here, but something I wanted to touch on, and My Little Pony is actually a great transition for this, because I remember being little, you talked about your stepdad giving you a hard time about playing with dolls, mm-hmm. but when I was little, I had a full set of My Little Pony. I love My Little Pony when I was yeah. little. I still do now. It still rules. Um, and there are many My dad th- just gave us a whole, like, a, a ream of paper box full of My Little Ponies from my youth, and I was like, thank you, we so needed these. BB has, like the pink castle that was triangle shaped that unfolds. But like, I, I would say, you know, you, you have a, a son that wears nail polish and often wears makeup and paints his hair and paints his hair. Dyes his hair. Dyes his hair. And how, which which well, one? that shampoo okay. you do. And, but I, so you've been, you know, a, a cis male for 65 years. And I wanted to talk about how... 66? 66. But specifically in nerd culture but with broader scope how you've seen like masculinity change throughout and like what what your thoughts are on are about like how the concepts has changed over the decades it's it's kind of odd i don't really see it as a, a a time influenced it's to me it's a geographical influence i grew up and well my i was born in well the same town i live in now Ironton, Ohio, okay? And so moved around a whole Ironton, lot. Ironton, just for reference, uh, kids in Ironton dream of the big city of Huntington, West Virginia, so. <laughs> and so I eventually moved back there and went to high school. And, and when I moved back there from Carson City, Nevada, which was an awesome place and and... I moved to Ironton, and it was the people I went to high school with were the reddest of rednecks. And it was a smaller town. Is and what you're smaller to town in 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 Ohio, and so it was that was where I first would get called a name for liking um, theater. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went out for a, a, a play and got cast, yeah. um, but then I was I was called everything that you can imagine by the other guys going that high school. Um, but you did you find your people in the? Theater that's community? exactly what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and that's what I think everybody does. Um, you know, you are going to make those friends. You're going to have those friends that have similar interests to you, uh, who have likes that you like, and you don't have to agree on everything, but you will, you will find your people that, you know, will embrace you and you will embrace them. Um, and I think that's, that's what is so cool about conventions. And I mean, it really is guys. I get a little choked up just, Thinking about it, um, what I call the the Big Bang Theory effect. I mean, believe now me, everything is bazinga. Before <laughs> before that came before that show came there out, there was no bazinga before the show, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it was. You know, it wasn't cool to be uh, a nerd, and now we run the freaking world. Well, I don't know about that. And so you know, it's. It's that way, you know, and and when you get kind of down, no matter what age you are, just because you like something that maybe other people don't, it's it's fine. Like what you like, and you are going to not be alone, especially not today, since everybody can talk to everybody anytime they want to. You're going to find your people. You're going to find those people that, that love you and will embrace you and 
and keep you. And no matter how bad things were in the past and how bad things are now, we got that, friends, and that that is so precious, and you need to really embrace that. Um, I think that that is a wonderful place to wrap up. Uh, uh, a few end-of-panel announcements. Uh, we have Candle Nights coming out December 18th. Thank you. It's going to Another be a virtual It's a virtual event show. benefiting Harmony House. Um, it's going to be even more fun and weirder than last year. And you can visit the family to find out more info on everything we do. Um, I would like to give a round of applause to our guest, Clint McElroy. Uh, Clint is on a podcast called The Adventure Zone, which you should all check out. Uh, I also want to take this opportunity. I'm executive producing a podcast called Chasing Immortality uh, that's hosted by Tybee Diskin, and it is historical nonfiction about people throughout history who have attempted to cheat death in weird ways. Uh, it is very fun. Uh, we just did last week an episode on Rasputin. Uh, this week uh, was an episode about a woman who drank gold. It's really great. And uh, in that, uh, check out Sawbones, too. Oh, Don't yes. Don't drink gold. It's the same vein. Um, <laughs> thank you all so much for coming today. It's a Sunday morning, uh, right after, uh, you know, during a con, so it means a lot that you're all here uh, to hang out with us and spend time. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank, thank you for you being so here. Much. And that's going to do it for us, so join us again next time. No RSVP required. You've been watching Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. Thank you. <laughs>